0: Today on episode number 35 of Life After Sight Loss Radio, we're talking about some questions you can ask yourself to help you win the White Cane War. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life After sight loss, my name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how to's and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm so glad that you're here. Whether you're new, whether you're returning, it doesn't matter. I'm glad that you've decided to come and check out the podcast. Hey, this week, we're talking about some questions that you can ask when it comes to the White Cane War. Now, that's probably a bit of an over-exaggeration, but I'll explain more as we jump into the episode. I've also got a question about a CCTV and a bit of an overview of the new Apple Watch Series 3. So we've got a chalked, full show and it's going to be great but before we jump in everything as always you can find the show notes to today's episode which includes links images conversation information and more just hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 035 that's lifeaftersightloss.com slash 035 and you'll find the show notes and everything i talk about in today's episode lifeaftersightloss.com slash 035 So our question of the week comes to us, and it involves a piece of technology. And basically, it says, should I get a CCTV for my house? Now, let's first answer the question... What in the world is a CCTV? Well, the letters stand for closed captioning television, but it's better said as a desktop magnifier. Now, it's usually a camera that will either face down or maybe out depending on the CCTV itself, and then you have a monitor connected to it. It can sit on top of it, to the side depending on what you have, and it's a great way to put, you know, documents under, mail, uh, small items if you're looking if you want to see the, you know, cover of your phone or something like that. You can put it under there. It's all kinds of really good stuff. And so when you're wondering about getting a CCD for your house, there are a few things that you need to consider. The first thing you need to realize is if you don't have a lot of remaining vision, then a CCTV probably won't do you that much good. I don't mean you need to have a bunch of remaining vision, but if it's hard for you to see even up close to a large monitor, then a CCTV probably isn't going to do you the benefit to you know really help you out in the long run. Secondly, usually they're pretty big and bulky. Now, depending on the type that you get, you can get smaller ones, but if you want something with a big monitor, they're going to take up a lot of space. So you need to keep in mind that you want to have desk space, table space, wherever you're going to put it. You need a place to be able to plug it in and have enough desk space to hold it. Thirdly, and this isn't something people talk about a lot, but if you're using a CCTV on a very regular basis, day in, day out, it's going to create a bit of eye strain for you because you're you know, staring at a screen for a long period of time. Now, again, that's not a reason not to get it. It's just something to keep in mind. That way, if you're getting it and going to use it a lot, you can kind of be prepared for the eye strain you might have. And finally, remember that these things are not cheap, not by a long shot. And so if you're interested in getting one and you're just going to go out and buy buy one, you know, off the market, if you will, they're thousands of dollars. So it's much better maybe to work with a local organization and association of the blind, something of that nature in your area to help you find one that's maybe cheaper. Maybe you've got a job and you go through voc rehab, something like that. Whatever the case, just keep in mind that you're probably not just going to go down to Walmart and pick one up because one, they don't sell them. And two, they're vastly more expensive than something like that. So all in all, I think those things, if you. you keep those in mind it's really important but all in all a cctv is a great piece of tech and can be very helpful when you are at home at work or any maybe school something like that but anywhere you can use one i would suggest you take the opportunity if you can to use a desktop magnifier or a cctv hey if you got a question about technology or any other such topic i'd love to hear from you you can send me an email derek d-e-r-e-k at lifeaftersightloss.com or you can tweet me at the derek Daniel. so the white cane war now what do i mean by that well first of all yeah it's probably a bit of an over exaggeration i just like alliteration so the white the war you know two letters that sort of thing but the thing about it is when i think of the white cane war what i'm suggesting is that moment whenever you're struggling using the white cane if you've recently lost your sight and somebody approaches you and say hey you need to take some o and m some orientation mobility get some white cane training get out there and use your white cane then You're probably, like me and like others thinking in your head, uh, I don't, I don't want to use a white cane. Like I, I'm not sure about this. Maybe you're embarrassed or you don't want people to view you in a certain light. Whatever the case is, we have these issues using the white cane and it can be for a variety of reasons, but I want you to know something up front. Don't worry if you have those feelings. It's very normal. I did a video on my YouTube channel talking about the evolution of using a white cane. And I'll link that video over in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash zero. Three fives. You can check that out. But when you first start out, I found that so many people struggle with using that white cane, especially when you go from being very sighted to being visually impaired. So today, I've got five questions that you can ask yourself to help you determine okay, what's the whole issue with me using the white cane? Why am I struggling with it? Is it going to be good? You know, all those sort of things. So we're going to jump into it. Five questions to help you win the, quote, White Cane War. The first question you can ask yourself is this, what do I think about other people using a white cane? Now, if you've ever seen a visually impaired, a blind person out and about and they have a white cane, what have you thought about it? Now, if you are, you know, getting into the process of using a white cane, you may notice them even more. For example, my wife and I uh, took our daughter to the symphony a couple of weeks ago and there was a person there who had a white cane. Now, I didn't interact with this person. I wasn't like, you got a cane, I got a cane, you know we're connected. It wasn't like that. It was just I noticed the white cane. And I didn't in my mind think, oh, that poor sad person. They're so depressed, I bet. And they're they're not even as good as me as a person. None of that. I didn't think that because that's not true. And so my thought of other people with a white cane is just, oh, okay, that means they're visually impaired. That's pretty much it. So the question you have to ask yourself is what is your opinion of people who use a white cane? Do you view them in a negative light? Do you view them in a positive light? Do you view them as anything? Or are they just, oh, okay, they're visually impaired. I got it. That's cool. That's just a symbol. So ask yourself, what do you think about other people who use a white cane? The second question to ask is sort of in the same vein, but now you're going to ask, what does using the white cane say about me as a person? you know, we talked about what it means for other people, but what about you? What does it say about you? What are your thoughts about it? Oh, I think it says I'm not very independent or I think it says that I'm visually impaired. Now I got to tell the whole world about it. when I bring up the cane, uh, I think it says I'm you know not as good as I used to be. Whatever the answer is, that's what you have to determine at this point. What does it say about me as a person? Now, remember, this isn't just what does it say about me? Well, yes, yeah, as you're visually impaired, but as a person, as at the core of who you are? What does using the white cane, holding it out there for the world to see, what does it say about you as a person? Number three on our list is, do I know how to properly use the cane? Now, this one is a bit of an interesting one. It's not, you know, connected to the other two, it seems like. But the question is, do you actually know how to use a cane? Because it's not like you ordered it for maxi-aids and, you know, whipped it out and started using it. There are some specific ways to use it. There's training to go through, you know, like we talked about O&M training and so forth. So, do you actually know how to properly use a cane? I think most of the time we see television shows and they're just whipping that thing around or the Happen real hard on the ground, so we think, oh, okay, that's not supposed to use it. But if you use it properly, there are certain tex- excuse me, certain techniques that you use. And so, ask yourself, you know, do I really know how to use this, or am I just out there whipping it around and ramming into people's ankles? Because if you are, although that's probably funny at times, that's not the proper way to use it. So, ask yourself, do you know how to use the cane in a proper way? Number four on the list is. Is the cane helpful to me? Now, this one is... You really have to be honest with yourself because if the cane is helpful... That really takes you down a different path. If it's not helpful at all, well, that's the whole that's something you have to answer. But is it helpful? Is it helpful with stairs and curbs? Is it helpful with finding certain things? Is it helpful being identified so you don't have to explain it 27 times in one day? Is it helpful to you? Is it a tool that gives you some sort of benefit when you're out using it? Again, you gotta be honest here with yourself, with others, and you know, with whatever. You've got to be honest because Chances are it probably is helpful, but it's hard to admit that at times because you know kind of what that means if it is helpful. So ask yourself, is the white cane helpful to me? And our fifth and final question on the list is this. What happens if I don't use the white cane? What happens if I say, okay, it's not helpful or I don't want to use it, so I'm not going to use it? What are the sort of consequences of not using the cane? So let me give you an example from my own life. Many times I don't use the white cane. If I'm alone, if I'm traveling by myself, something like that, I definitely have it, especially for identification purposes. But if I'm with my wife, with some friends, I really don't use the cane. And in this instance, I have to determine, one, again, like we talked about, is it helpful? And what happens if I don't use it? Is it going to be Difficult for me to get around? Is it going to be hard? Am I in a new area? What happens if I'm not using it? You might say, well, everything will be fine if I don't use it. But you might come to a conclusion that says, well, I'm not sure if I don't use it. Is it going to be more difficult for me to travel? And what about identification from other people who are around me, especially strangers that I don't know, like, you know, clerks at a store or something like that? So asking yourself, is it going to be good or bad, or are there going to be consequences if I don't use it? it can be a hard question, but definitely one that's so important to answer. So there you go, guys, five questions to ask yourself to help you win the white cane war. Basically, I mean this struggle of using the white cane. Now, let me just recap all these and give you an idea here. First of all, we talked about what do we think about other people using the white cane and what does it say about me as a person? Well, I think the whole idea there is you probably don't think negatively about other people using a white cane. You probably wouldn't say, oh, they're using a white cane. They're terrible. They're ne- oh, it's so negative and they're a failure at life. No, you wouldn't say that. So why do we say it about ourselves? Because that's just not the case. What it says about you as a person is that you're visually impaired. That's it. It Maybe maybe at most it says, hey, I take my independence seriously, you know, that sort of thing. So it doesn't say you're a, a less of a person. You're not independent. You're, um, you know, you failed or whatever. You've given in. It doesn't say any of that. Um, I understand the level of embarrassment sometimes because you don't want people to know, oh, if people know I'm visually impaired, then I'll be embarrassed. It's like, look, you don't have anything to be embarrassed about because you're just visually impaired. It's not your fault, I guess, unless you stabbed yourself in the eye or something, but it's not your fault if you have some sort of issue with your eyes. It's just how it goes. And so when we think about other people and ourselves, we need to remember that we put ourselves to a much almost higher standard than others. We also talked about using the cane properly. And that's really important because if you are out there using a cane, you need to use it correctly. And sometimes the hard part of using it is we don't know what we're doing. And so we're just out there hoping for the best, swinging the cane around. Getting some proper training can help with the confidence in knowing what to do to do with the cane. And finally, we got to the point where we said, is this cane going to be helpful to me? And what happens if I don't use it? Now, if you're honest with yourself, you probably came to the conclusion that, yeah, the cane can be helpful to you. And if you don't use it, there are some consequences as well. Doesn't mean you're going to fall down every flight of stairs you go to. It just means that there are certain things you have to think about. So asking those questions and probably others as well helps you come to the conclusion of using the white cane. Remember, it's just a tool to use. It's just like a guide dog or a magnifier or voiceover on your phone. It's just a tool. And so it's not anything other than saying, hey, I want to be out here and be independent, and using a white cane can be helpful in making my life a little more independent, as well as helping other people to identify it. Now, I'm not suggesting that if you're not using a white cane today, you better get one and start using it You know, in the next five minutes. Not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, if you are struggling with using the white cane, Remember, you're not alone. Lots of people struggle with it. And number two, I want you to remember that the white cane is a tool that you can use to make your life a little more independent. And so just be aware that it's something we all go through from time to time using the white cane. I encourage you to check out that video where I talk about the evolution of using the white cane, and you can find that over in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 035. What are your thoughts about using the white cane? Do you struggle with it? Have you been using it for years and years? I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to send me that email, Derek, D E R E K, at lifeaftersightloss.com, or you can tweet me at the Derek Daniel and let me know your thoughts about using the white cane. Are you excited? Have you answered these questions? And where are you at in using that wonderful tool we call the white cane? So as many of you know, I am an Apple user. I have a Mac, I have an iPhone, an iPad, an Apple TV, and I've been using the Apple Watch since its original original, no, ori- original, forget it. A, no edits. The original one back now that is called the Series Zero. And I really enjoy the watch. It gives me a lot of different, you know, notifications. Uh, the workout app is really good. And so it's just a it's a great accessory. And it is an accessory. I will go ahead and freely admit that. It's not something that you desperately need. But I really enjoy it. Well, here recently, my Series Zero was really starting to get sluggish and slowed down. And sometimes it wouldn't even... I'd have to double tap things like... Two times. I'm like, come on, what are you doing here, watch? And so it's just like, you know, it kind of was giving up the ghost, if you will. So I decided now that Apple recently released the Apple Watch Series 3, I decided to pick that up. Now, the thing about the Series 3 is there is an LTE option, which means you can disconnect from your phone and still get text and phone calls and stuff like that. I decided to go with the GPS only version because I'm never without my phone and I don't ever plan to be without my phone. so it's just always connected and it's fine. But I've been using it for about a week now. And I got to tell you what it is so much faster than the Series Zero. You know when they put the percentages up on the Apple Keynotes, like it's seventy percent faster, it's fourteen times faster, it's blah, you know whatever. This one is so fast. So for example, used to I would start a workout on my treadmill and I would say you know uh, start an indoor walk workout for fifteen minutes. And so then Siri would think about it and think about it then it would slowly pull up the app and, you know, open the workout app and then it would think about it again. And then, okay. And, oh, this is what you want me to do. All right. That's a, You know, it took a, you know, I wasn't like 10 minutes or anything, but it was very sluggish. And so I did it after I, after I got it the first time I, okay, started an indoor walk workout. It's like, poop bloop, bloop. And it was started. I was like, holy cow, this thing is fast. And and not only that, you know, it, it the input and the touching, everything's much quicker. So I'm probably going to do a a video about the Apple Watch Series 3 on my YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed over there and you're getting notifications so that you can you know see this thing. And if you're not, just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash YouTube so you can get uh, you know subscribed and ready for that video. But if you're interested, if you have other questions about the Apple Watch Series 3 or otherwise, let me know because I want people to know that the Apple Watch is very accessible for the blind and visually impaired. It's a great tool if you've got the ability to get it. If not, you know what? It's really not that big a deal. I just think it's a really neat option if you're able to do so. So if you have questions, let me know and you know keep your eye out for that video coming up about the Apple Watch series three. And as always, we want to wrap things up today with our word of the week. So our word of the week is just one word to kind of help us give a little bit of a thought process going, maybe start a discussion, something like that with our friends and family. And so our word of the week this week is confidence. Confidence. Yes, confidence. Okay, I like to give the meaning of our word. So the meaning of our word this week is, quote, a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities, end quote. Let me give that to you again one more time. The meaning of confidence is, quote, a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities qualities now last week we talked about our word of the week was appreciate and it meant to find the full value in something the full worth in something the a full understanding of something so when we start to appreciate our own abilities and our own qualities we appreciate who we are it just means we're finding out the full value of who we are the full value of our abilities and our qualities and if we start to appreciate quote who Who we are as a person, what arises from that is confidence, the feeling of self-assurance. So if you're using a white cane and you got a little difficulty with it, a little embarrassment or whatever the case is, start to look at it differently and start to appreciate who you are as a person, not connected to a white cane, white cane or otherwise. Appreciate who you are and begin to appreciate what the cane can do for you and from that Hopefully will arise confidence in who you are as both just a person and a white cane user as well. So I just wanted to give you that, that little bit of encouragement, that boost. You know, again, I'm not saying you have to go out and use it today, but remember that appreciating it will help arise some confidence in you. Alright guys, and here towards the end I have just a couple other things and first of all, thank you so much for listening to the end and I want to share a um, a review I got on iTunes Now why am I sharing this? Is this to boost my own ego? No, of course Okay, maybe a little, but the point is it's to share something that somebody said about the podcast because somebody went out and took the time to write this out So I got a, a review from a UK listener uh, Thank you, shout out to UK and basically their names were uh, uh, VIP Fran, so Fran, thank you so much for sharing this. I'm gonna read a snippet of it. They had some stuff about them themselves. I'm going to cut that out just for editing sake. but they said this about the podcast and it says, quote, "I have just found your podcast after I found your YouTube channel. So again, YouTube podcasting, we do it all together. It's wonderful. So if you haven't found the YouTube channel, go over there and check it out. But after finding a YouTube channel and I love your down to earth attitude, to your problems. Now that's a really great quote. I enjoy that down-to-earth attitude towards my problems. That's so true. So again, she says a little more and then she picks up here and says, "Quote, I find that listening to your common sense advice, again, common sense, down-to-earth. Thank you so much for that. Common sense advice takes the fear, listen to this, takes the fear out of what might be coming down the line." And if the worst happens, I know it's not the end of the world. So, Fran, thank you so much for that review. I am so thrilled and honored that you took the time to write that review. It is like, oh, it's so humbling. Listen, guys, just to be transparent for like 10 seconds here and take a tangent, I just want you to know that uh, when I do a podcast, when I do a video, when I write a blog post, when I talk to somebody, whatever it is, my whole intent is for stuff like this. For somebody to listen and go, wow, that, you know, okay, I can do this, or uh, that was so helpful, or whatever the case may be. Uh, When she says the, the common sense advice takes the fear out of what might be coming, like, Oh, my god, i don't I don't think I have that power necessarily, but wow, I'm just so humbled. So again, I wanted to take a minute to read that and just to you know say thank you to VIP Fran and anybody who takes the time to review the podcast on iTunes. And if you want to do that, you can definitely go out to iTunes, give a uh, a star rating, four or five stars, whatever you want to give, and, and give a review and let other people know that, hey, I found this podcast and I enjoy it. Gosh, it's so humbling to me to see that. So thank you so much again for doing that. And if you want to do that, go out to iTunes, check it out and leave a rating and review. I'd so appreciate it. And as always, a few last housekeeping items. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure you do that in your favorite podcast catcher. You can do that in uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Android phones, wherever you are, you can definitely do that. And links, as always, are in the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 035. And while you're there, make sure to share this episode with somebody that you know. You can do that Facebook, Twitter, whatever you want to do, share it out and let other people know about the podcast. And I would be so humbled and grateful if you did that. And finally, don't forget to connect with me on social media. You can find my Facebook page, my Twitter account. You can send me an email. I love hearing from you guys, whether it's a question, whether saying, hey, how you doing, Derek? Just wanted to say thanks or just saying hi, whatever you want. I love hearing from people and connecting. That's one reason I do all of this is to connect with people around the world. And so let me know how you're doing and connect with me. If you want to find all that information, just go to lifeaftersightloss.com contact. And there you go, guys. That wraps it up for this week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. I so appreciate it. Hey, don't forget that all the information found in today's episode is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Hey, thanks again for listening, guys. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.